coming up today on your Basilio show. Johnny Boy Bryce on the other side of this. Watson Brown a little later on in the hour. And Eli Drinkowitz is an absolute... So last night I got a text from somebody inside the deal, right, who told me that Eli Drinkowitz was running his mouth. I had no idea to the extent of it. I thought he just had one exchange with uh, ZZ. Who <laughs> here's, here's how it goes. I'll read this to you. So last night I read this on the air, and people were like, oh, that can't be real. Um, this is funny stuff. And I got to ask uh, Watson what he thinks of, because I guess... I guess in a way it's fun and it's funny. And I'll, I'll get Cinco's thoughts on this as well, but this is the funniest part. Um, Drinkwitz told Zakai Ziegler after he turned a ball over. He said, you throw the ball away like your quarterback. And Zakai Ziegler looked right at the head coach at, at Mizzou and said, who was right there on the front row, by the way, said, I don't even know who you are, you four-eyed fat ass. <laughs> ZZ Stop is my boy. Charnay, if you're listening, that's my guy right there. To Charnay, I say. Now I'm busting now I'm busting I'm busting rhymes accidentally on purpose in here. But when we come back, John G. Boy Bryce, uh footballscoop.com joins the show. Cinco joins the show. It's all ahead. And then I'm going to unpack a little later on some of the other antics by um, by uh, Drinkafith, who eventually calmed down. But Drinkafith is a punk. As they say in the trade, he's a punk and a clown. We'll come back on the other side and uh, let's get the party started, shall we, after this? This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. 
We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies 931-381-4915 Columbia and Franklin 615-794-1959 or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. The great John Bryce now joining us on the program. You bow your head when he makes a return engagement to the show of record. John Bryce, hope all's well in your world. It's always a pleasure catching up with you, and a great day to you, my friend. Uh, always, always a treat to get to visit with you and um, your listeners who remain way too kind to me. I do want to... Uh, open the show with a somber note and just send my condolences and prayers to the family of David Blackburn. And you knew, you knew David well through the years at yep. Tennessee. There's been no finer ambassador for Tennessee, no finer human being. And uh, he tragically lost his daughter, Charlie, over the weekend, uh, just barely 14 years old, uh, unfathomable. Uh, I love David Blackburn. I hate to see what he and his family are going through. I mean, you know, you, you, you think you're a person with problems, right? Yeah, I know, see, I know. And then you so, see something like that, right? You see something like that, and you go, my gosh, the sun's out today. What in the world could be wrong in my world? 
Yeah, my my wife has only met DB a couple of times, including once at my funeral, uh, my father's funeral. Yes, and um, as you were also there, great man. And God bless you. Uh, when I when I shared the news with her on Saturday, she just uh, sat down and started bawling. That mm. um, that's the perspective that it lends, and uh, and again, that's testament to the Blackburn family. But uh, anyway, uh, enough of that. I do appreciate your invitation. DB's wonderful people. We opened the show uh, asking for prayer for them the other day. I saw where his wife had posted some really uplifting things on Facebook, which is indicative of who they are, trying to pick up the community around them. Because, you know, something like that's very traumatic for kids as well that went to school with that girl and the whole deal. So uh, it speaks volumes to who they are as people. But, um, Bryce, I bring you in here today because you um, – um, keep your finger on the pulse. And you know all these people in this crazy coaching profession now. You know the names. You That's what you guys do. You track it over at your perch at footballscoop.com where you break stories constantly. And I know you know these people. So I want to bring you in, and, and I want you to share with us some, some perspective. And I know you're going to give it to us straight. Let's start with the hires at Tennessee. And I'm going to go through the three of them including the, the uh, guy from Central Florida who you talked about and what he'll bring. But let's, let's start with the running backs coach, Derail Sims, who Tennessee Nation was expecting a bigger name. There were bigger names involved with it, but yet they arrive here. How do you think they arrived at him? Uh, I think a combination of things, Tony. They definitely... Uh, kicked tires on a couple of more high-profile candidates, uh, most specifically Anthony Jones Jr. from TCU and Carlos Lachlan from Oregon. And uh, coincidentally, both those guys have deep Memphis ties. Uh, they have some shared history together in the Memphis high school scene, uh, as well as coming up through their through their coaching roots in that area. Uh, but they both make a lot of money, and, and they're both really expensive, and they're both in, in really good situations. Um, Anthony Jones Jr. had been loosely in the mix for the MPSU head job. Uh, Oregon pays as much uh, as any team not in the SEC, really, overall, from top to bottom. And, and Oregon was very committed to, to keeping Lachlan, whom uh, I would put Carlos Lachlan alongside Jerry Mack and uh, probably Dela McCullough and one or two other people as the top three to five running backs coaches in America. So that was always going to be a tough pool. But Darrell Sims, I do want to say, um, I spoke with a head coach in Cincinnati, uh, a high school head coach who's had multiple players go to that program. His time in Cincinnati stretches through the tenures uh, of Luke Fickle, uh, of now Satterfield, uh, and even before Luke Fickle. So he's got good perspective and, again, has had multiple players go there. He spoke incredibly highly of Sims, and he'll tell me, he'll say, you wouldn't believe what this coach we're to my school today. I almost didn't let him in. He was 90 minutes late. Blah, blah, blah. He's never had any of those things to say about Darrell Sims. So then I took it a step further and spoke directly uh, to a high-ranking member of the Cincinnati staff this week. And um, here's the direct quote. He's an elite coach and recruiter. It's what hurts us because he is awesome. Uh, so that's, that's true perspective from, from nobody uh, with any agenda uh, to, to speak one way or the other on Darrell Sims, just giving it to me very candidly. Uh, so there are people who speak very highly of him. He obviously was at Carson Newman very early on with Tony Aruli and, and some of those folks down there, so he's got some familiarity to East Tennessee. And, yeah, he, he comes a little cheaper, uh, but he still is going to be well compensated. Um, Jerry Mack was well compensated. He was one of the, the better compensated running back coaches in the SEC. And 
Um, Tennessee is spending money the way it's spending money, and I think they probably spent a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball to get William Inge than what they had to necessarily spend to get Darrell Sims. You know, it's um, uh, it, it's it, it's interesting. So the Sims piece we have, obviously fans look at, who did you recruit, who have you gotten? And the knock on him is, you know, he hasn't. Uh, he's not responsible for a four-star player, which I don't know whether or not that's true. I, I don't pretend to know whether or not that criticism is true. But uh, my guy X pulled that he was able to identify during his time at East Carolina two excellent, excellent players uh, that he was responsible for, uh, which we linked to over at tclub.team today. So obviously this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, he no, he does. He's worked at all levels of football, and he's really had to pull himself up uh, along the way. And I should have one more bit of perspective. A friend of mine who coaches in the NFL on the offensive side of the ball also goes way back with Sims. Uh, he's from Georgia, Sims from South Carolina, and they've known each other a long time. He also speaks uh, incredibly highly of Sims. Again, um, yes, they're friends, but he's not uh, He's not going to lie to me because we can cuss each other if we need to. So we have that kind of relationship. So, again, he spoke very highly of Sims. Um, running back, you've got to find a certain fit to be the running back coach at, at Tennessee, and you need to certainly be a good recruiter. You need to be smart. You need to have a great rapport with the players. You also need to understand in Josh Heupel's system, it's probably not ever going to be the most glamorous position coach position, even though I would contend Jerry Mack made it the most glamorous and did the most good for Tennessee in his time on Rocky Con. But look, you're not going to be in all likelihood co-offensive coordinator for uh, Josh Heupel as his running back coach. That's always going to more or less befall the quarterback's coach and the people that that Heifel is working most closely with in that regard. So um, you get a guy like Sims, again, who doesn't quite have the, the pedigree of Anthony Jones Jr. or Lachlan or a couple of other people, but is still seen as a rising commodity and also has some, some very nice experience at the FBS level already under his belt. The great John Bryce joining. All right, let's talk about this story that developed. It looked like the hinge guy was, you know, he followed DeBoer where he did an excellent job as defensive coordinator for DeBoer uh, at Fresno. Then he follows him to Washington, uh, where he was co-coordinator there. And then he was all set to follow him to Alabama. Now, scuttlebutt in the industry is is that DeBoer is extremely angry with the way this went down. Before I ask you about what kind of coach Tennessee's gotten here, what about the heat? Is the heat real, or is that uh, fabricated? No, it, it's real, trust me. Um, there's there's disappointment there for sure, especially when you look at how things unfolded in totality for Kalen DeBoer. He's not just isolated, uh, upset with the way things were handled by William Inch. He, he's upset, obviously, about losing his offensive coordinator and offensive line coach to the NFL after having them there in Tuscaloosa for three weeks or, or whatever the time frame was. So so it's a cumulative effect. But look, he, he prioritized keeping William Inch, and Washington was doing everything it could to to keep William Inge, and uh, there was some back and forth a week or ten days ago whenever we first reported that William Inge was was headed to Alabama, and some some Washington people didn't like it, and some members of the Washington administration were like, are you guys sure about this? And and we were obviously very certain that William Inge was moving on, but um, he was very much wanted to be kept by Washington. He's very much wanted in Tuscaloosa, and I think he's a, a really good hire for Tennessee. He is now, and, and people sometimes take this the wrong way. 
he's a player's coach in that he knows how to motivate guys. He knows how to get them fired up, and he knows how to help them unleash their best play. Um, that doesn't mean he's going to be their best friend or anything like that, but, but he has a gift for motivating his guys and getting them to play really hard. So he unlocks guys. Yes, that's a great way. That's, that's, that's much more concise than my word salad. Well, I mean, come on, Bryce. I'm... Here's the thing about him. Now, I hear, because they haven't announced it yet, right? Because Danny White likes to do all this officially all at once and yada, yada, yada. I hear they're putting a, I hear they're putting a co-coordinator tag on him. Have you heard I, that? Yeah, I was going to say um, a couple of things factored into this. I think he's going to get um, some title out of it, and that wasn't available at Alabama. And I think mm-hmm. he's going to get more money from Tennessee uh, on a two-year deal than what he would have gotten at Alabama. Look, Alabama already has Kane Womack and Mo Linguist as its defensive coordinators. There was no room for William Inge to have a coordinator title at Alabama. Um, there is room to make him be a co-defensive coordinator for Tim Banks. I think he would be an asset in that regard as a co-defensive coordinator for Tim Banks. And again, with the money that Alabama is spending on Kane Womack and Mo Linguist, who left his job as head coach at Buffalo, to take the, the co-coordinator job at Alabama, there was not going to be as much money positionally for some of the other assistant coaches. So I do, it has been indicated to me that Inge will make more at Tennessee than what he would have made at Alabama. And I think Tennessee was uh, willing from the people I talked to, to to raise the salary of Brian Jean Mary, which was already um, mm-hmm. pretty significant, around 665000 per year. I think they wanted to raise that. But much like Notre Dame was able to hire away Mike Denbrock from LSU because Notre Dame gave a four-year contract uh, to its new offensive coordinator rather than three, uh, I believe Michigan was willing to go a year longer on a contract for Brian Jean Mary, maybe three years instead of two than what Danny White wanted to do at Tennessee. Which is really weird because Tennessee's offensive line coach is under a three-year deal and a couple other guys were. So it's a, something there just didn't add up. But let me bring Sean Sinclair into our conversation today as we visit with John Bryce. He's footballscoop.com. So I'm going to get his thoughts on that. Alabama staff as well. Uh, let me bring uh, Cinco in here. Cinco, go ahead. Hey, John, always glad to listen to you and have you on the show. And I want to parrot your comments about uh, David's uh, Blackbird's family. Uh, known him forever, and no one should go through that. But, uh, uh, yep, Swain, Swain made a comment yesterday. yesterday's show, and I think he's on to something here, when he said that the days of hiring and searching for the, the Kevin Steele, uh, the... Uh, the, the Rodney Garner of old, uh, those guys in the NIL age is not so important now. It's a, uh, it, it's the, it's the coach that can, that can motivate kids, that can develop kids, uh, that can create relationships potentially to have kids stay around. Uh, your thought on that dyna- dynamic and having the, uh, the, the Lone Ranger recruiter is kind of going away. Uh, it absolutely is going away. A lot, a lot of that, in my opinion, is the the transfer portal and NIL. Um, it's rendered those long range long ranger recruiters um, less effective and and less prioritized on every staff because uh, there's just so many more nuances and so many more levels to it that you don't have to have that one guy who is your wink wink best recruiter. And so. Um, I do wholly agree with that. I think that's an incredibly astute observation by Slane. I would point out one other thing as to why you're going to have to hire younger um, 
And we're seeing it around a lot of college football. I'm working on a feature story right now on the new quarterbacks coach at West Virginia, who I think is 26 or 27 years old, um, who just has a remarkable story, paid his own way uh, as a student assistant just to be a, a coach in college and start climbing up the ranks. But, but you're seeing younger overall, and there are myriad reasons for it, and flings in, in your Cinco are valid. I also would point out there's never been a more competitive time than, than right now of college coaches of all ages, but especially more veteran ones, trying to get the hell out of college football and get into the NFL. We just saw Mike Elston leave Michigan to take a D-line job with the Chargers. He's a Midwest guy. He turned down going to LSU a couple of years ago with Brian Kelly and a huge race because his wife didn't want to leave the Midwest. But, but the NIL and the transfer portal are chasing more guys than ever out, out of the college game. Uh, we broke the story last week that the Kansas offensive line coach Scott Fuchs was leaving the Jayhawks and going to the Tennessee Titans. He's got 31 years of coaching experience at the collegiate level. He has deep ties to Lance Leipold, and he's getting out of college ball because of how chaotic it is. So I do think um, the younger coaches that you're hiring right now, all they know is the social media era, and all they really know is, is the last few years of the transfer portal in the NIL era. And so there's less of a learning curve for the younger coaches than the older coaches because they can't sit here and say, well, I'm going to do it this way because I always did it this way. Always did it this way doesn't fly in college football anymore. You know, I was told, Brett. Last thing is, if you don't mind, the, you know, quietly, um, Josh Heupel is, and and I'll take, I'll I'll defer to you about the, these two coaches he just hired. Uh, But I, I, I'm, I've become more and more impressed with Josh Heupel, not carrying water for him, but, uh, just recognizing that, you know, my initial thoughts, and I don't think I'm alone, was that this guy was a offensive stat chaser. He was a guy that paid lip service, as a lot of those guys do, uh, to special teams and recruiting and to defense. But that, that not that's not the case from what I see. I mean, he's he's carefully picking coaches. Uh, you know, like like you take Lane Kiffin, and, and he's a quality coach, there's no doubt. But he has guys coming in and out. Uh, he's running a, he's running a, you know, a menagerie of tra- of of, uh, of transfer kids year in and year out. Josh Heupel is really proving, at least to me, to just be a rock solid college head coach. And uh, I'd like your opinion on that. Yeah, I, I like some things that, that Josh has done. I believe that um, I know that from people there on Rocky Top that there were some schools that. Pardon me. Expressed interest in Mike Eckler during this carousel. Tennessee uh, seems as if it's secure and hanging on to him. So I think that's significant. I think that speaks to Josh Heupel valuing special teams and valuing his staff in that regard. Because I think that there were a couple of programs that that target Mike Eckler's heartstrings that had interest in him, as well as a, another program that could have been willing to pay a whole lot more money, uh, and including an SEC rival that that he talked to. So. Um, I think you give credit to Josh Heupel there. I think he's done some, some other really good things. He's, um, he's, this is a big year for me for Josh Heupel. Uh, he far won ahead of the curve in 2022. He backslid just a touch in 23. Um, this will be far more his entire roster this year than ever before. He won a lot of games uh, with a lot of players that he inherited. Um, including Hendon Hooker, who committed to the last staff and then was sublime because of the work and the development he got from Josh Heifel and company. Hendon Hooker would have never been that good 
under Jeremy Pruitt and the way that he mismanaged programs. So I, I give Josh Heupel and especially Alex Golas tremendous credit for what they were able to do with Hendon Hooker. I've been impressed with a lot of things. I still think that 2024 is a huge, huge year uh, for judging Josh Heupel because I believe it will be the first time he's had a fourth year as a head coach. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he only had three seasons at UCF, and now it's finished three at Tennessee. And so we've never seen Josh Heupel in a fourth year. Plus he's got mostly – uh, his recruits. So we'll see what happens in a highly competitive Southeastern Conference under this new format. Tell me about C.J. Holden uh, as John Bryce joins uh, today on the show as we get the scoop from a guy at footballscoop.com. You, the story you broke, C.J. Holden hired essentially for Tennessee's front office. If you could uh, unpack what you, you feel like his responsibilities will be and, and then what kind of uh, addition he's going to be. Yeah, he, he's a guy that's got some really good experience. Obviously was the head DFO for Gus Malzahn at UCF and felt comfortable in leaving that position to be the number two at Tennessee. I think that that's uh, significant. That tells you there's some respect there. I think, that, again, that tells you that Tennessee has gotten much more competitive in a lot of its salary ranges for those off-the-field jobs that are, are arguably more important than ever before. The, the programs in college football – that are embracing the GM model and investing more in their off-the-field staffs are the ones that are better navigating NIL and better navigating the transfer portal. Uh, and I think Tennessee has proved adept in that with, with hiring um, the High Brothers and with having Brandon Lawson and some of those other people. Holden is a good addition because it lets Josh Heupel have one more person that he knows, one more person he's comfortable and trusts in a position that gives him less to worry about that doesn't have to do with X's and O's and on the football field and on the recruiting trail. So that's why I think he's a good good fit. And, uh, look, Alex Golish should come in and, and hire away that spot to, to come be his head guy at USF, something we wrote about yesterday on Football Scoop. And so mm-hmm. there was an opening there, and it, it made sense for all parties involved. But I do think these roles are more important than ever before. When I first started covering college football 20-plus years ago, I didn't really know what a DFO did. Now, every year, Football Scoop sends me to the DFO National Conference in Texas year after unpack year. Unpack that. Been... People hear you using the term DFO. Unpack that. What's it mean? Director of, it's the director of football operations. And, and, and now, in today's climate of college football, again, it has never been more important. It's one of the things that David Blackburn did uh, when I first got to know him when he was saving Lane Kiffin's bacon day after day because – Kiffin was swimming in a bit over his head and also running a little bit wide open. Uh, God bless him. So anyway, those guys are everything. They can be a um, conduit between players and the coach. They're booking travel for coaches from recruiting to helping finalize travel for the upcoming football season, for seasons beyond. They're handling logistics for training camps for summer. They're helping get the players fed. If they're catering in food, again, they're helping navigate the transfer portal, the uh, NIL situation, depending on who you put in that in, in those positions, there are programs that will have their DFO also sit in on their personnel meetings because maybe it's a DFO who started out as a director of player personnel and have elevated into that role and promoted someone else but still has uh, a good vantage point from which to evaluate players. So, again, the stronger your off-field staff is, the better off you're going to be. It hasn't worked out that way for Billy Napier at Florida, but I do think it's important to note that up front, Billy Napier took less money to become Florida's head coach because he handed them the model for, from Alabama and said, 
for a chance to be successful, we have to have this. And now Florida has, I want to say, maybe the largest off-the-field support staff of any SEC football program. John Bryce joining footballscoop.com. You mentioned one SEC rival. Let's circle back to Alabama. Obviously, down there, they're used to winning. They're not used to coaches jumping. They're not used to losing assistance at the last minute to the University of Tennessee. This is a new world for them, as many people, including Sean Sinclair, predicted it would be. What kind of staff has he assembled, and how would you grade it versus past Saban staffs? Um, I think it was always going to be graded a notch below any past Saban staff. I will say I think that his defensive staff is superior to his offensive staff. I think Kane Womack is absolutely brilliant, and I think that getting him to leave a job at South Alabama where he had done phenomenal work as the head coach and had already received one contract extension and was in line for another one, I think that's a huge coup for Kalen DeBoer. I think um, Kane Womack will be one of the next head coaches in the SEC. And matter of fact, if, if Lane Kiffin parachutes out of Ole Miss um, after another great year into into some kind of better job, quote-unquote, then Kane Womack would be at the very tip-top of Ole Miss's wish list, I'm told, and I think that would be accurate. Now he's got to go out and have a good year as Alabama's defensive coordinator hold that up. Um, but I really love the defensive side of the staff at Alabama. Um, I'm a big Nick Sheridan fan. I've been friends with Nick since he was um, a student or a uh, quality control coach at Tennessee. Uh, He's stayed tight with Josh Dobbs. He was very much um, a huge part of Josh Dobbs' development at Tennessee from being an athletic quarterback trying to figure it out to being a quarterback really in command of the game who grew as a much better passer during his time at Tennessee. Um, But Nick, Nick was scapegoated from his role as offensive coordinator at Indiana. So um, he's got Kalen DeBoer, a much more offensive-minded coach at Alabama, that will help him in this role. Um, His football DNA is elite. Um, But, no, I don't think Alabama's offensive side of the the ball stacks up the same as what it was for uh, Nick Saban through the years. But I do think the defensive side of the ball is very good. Sheridan was thought of so much. I know people that know Dobbs. Dobbs thinks the world of him to this day, but Sheridan was thought so highly at the time that he, he I, I don't know if this happens much, but as a young kid, a graduate assistant, he was essentially given a full-time role as the quarterback's coach. I don't know that that happens much, does it, Bryce? No, it really doesn't. No, you see a guy that might um, might get to do more special teams than, than one might expect out of one of those roles, you rarely ever see a GA or a quality control coach become the de facto QB coach. But, uh, you know, Nick Sheridan's dad coached in the NFL a long time, uh, was even an assistant coach briefly at Notre Dame, among other stuff. I mean, Nick Sheridan has a great football mind, has a brilliant football mind. Um, again, he was completely and unfairly scapegoated by, by Tom Allen, and Tom Allen fired three or four offensive coordinators the last few years before Indiana said, you know what, hey, I think the guy in charge is the problem. So, um, I look forward to seeing what Nick Sheridan does. I think he's grown a lot from being on that Washington staff the last few years with Grubb and DeBoer. I think that's going to benefit him. They obviously had time together at Indiana, so there's a natural chemistry there. But um, it's the SEC week in and week out, and that's going to be an entirely different animal for Nick. Bryce, you said you're working on some stuff. Tell the living listener where they can find you. And it's always a pleasure, my friend, to jump on and break bread with you. Always a pleasure yeah. to hear your voice. 
Yeah, you guys are the best. Appreciate it, Cinco. Hope you're holding down Maryville. Uh, you can always find my work at, at footballscoop.com. Got some different things there. I've got uh, kind of a more nuanced look today at the new college football playoff format. Uh, I think there's some interesting nuggets in that. And then working on some more additional feature stories from throughout college football that I'm excited to share in the coming days. You mentioned the playoffs. So the two big leagues today, as they go back on day two, the two big leagues, the Big Ten, the SEC, want multiple guaranteed slots going forward. Are they going to get that? They're going to de facto get that um, because there's there's just not going to be a scenario where you don't have two or three SEC and two or three Big Ten teams who are positioned among the top 12. Now, uh, I think this past year it would have been Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, and Ole Miss would have just been barely squeezed out even though Ole Miss was the number 11 team. Uh, because I think the way it would have worked is different. Conf- there would have been that fifth conference champion, and then Liberty, I think, would have ultimately been the team that took Ole Miss's potential <coughs> spot in the CFP had this new format already been unveiled. So I think that that's interesting. But um, we're again drifting closer and closer, much closer, much sooner than I think we maybe believed five years ago to college football standing as essentially its own entity. But that's that's a visit for another day, Tony, that, that dives more into NIL. And, yep. Um, hey, hey you know, on the way out, you're in South Bend. Well, you're in South Bend. i got to ask you this. So I was talking with a buddy about this today. The the, the reports are Jack Swarbrick and, Swarbrick and Notre Dame, they're happy just to say, hey, you know what? If you, under, the, under this playoff format at the end of the year, we have a good enough year. We get to host a playoff game. We don't need to join the league. We don't need that buy. We we. We're very happy hosting a playoff game versus joining a league and giving that all away. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I've, I've addressed that. I can't remember if I wrote it specifically in, in my story from yesterday and today. I know I addressed it uh, on Fox Sports Radio last night. That's accurate. Okay. Um, they're not going to ever be guaranteed to host a playoff game, but they said, mm-hmm. look, we're willing to accede uh, the opportunity to ever be a top-four seed because we're not in a conference, but we're also not playing that conference championship game. So we can win a national title playing 16, 16 games instead of 17 games, mm. potentially. Uh, so I think that that was significant for them. Another thing is um, Notre Dame people, quite frankly, hope they get a chance to host a playoff game the second weekend of December. Um, having now lived here a few years, Tony, I can tell you we've got uh, significant snow through the years as early as October and as Be late so as late April. And so, um, you know, the worst thing in the world for, for Notre Dame would, would be to get to host a, a college football playoff game this December and have it be sunny and 40 instead of uh, miserable gray and 20. Bryce, you're the man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Much love to the great John Bryce. I think about how majestic, think about Johnny Majors, his speech. It was a cold, wintry day. I, I just imagine... A cold, wintry day, Cinco, where you've been up there in South Bend with that wind whipping. That wind whipping. 45 uh, minutes away from Chicago. And that inclement weather on a, on a December day. That'd be a hell of a scene, a playoff game in their building. They can have it, my man. They can have it. Cinco! If the balls travel up there, Cinco, you're not going to be in attendance? Come on, man. Dude, I told you, the last time I went to an away game, was that nonsense in South Carolina? And I am not going to jinx the balls again. Your Senko's tapping out. Let's can we come back on the other side? Watson Brown refuses to. He joins. It's Wednesdays with Watson. We're going to talk with Watson about the significance of Josh Heupel going outside.
for these hires. Also, I want to talk with him about uh, some of the other goings on, including this, um, including this playoff talk and what he thinks of it. And then the other thing is I'm going to give him one pick of the quarterbacks that are out there for the NFL game. Is he going to choose his brother's quarterback, the kid at USC, or is he going to go off the board? Cinco, what do you think? Is he going to choose his brother's quarterback, the kid at Notre, the kid at USC, or is he going to go off the board? What do you think Watson does? This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. The great Watson Brown now joining us this Wednesdays with Watson. You literally bow thy head when you say thy name as he visits with myself and Sean Sinclair today. On a Wednesday with Watson Brown. And Watson, welcome back. Hope you're well. Hope all's going well in your world. Brother, you know what that... Uh, let, that Tinge of warm weather, which is teasing us here. You know what it means, doesn't it? I hope it means we're out of it, but I'm afraid huh. not. I'm afraid not. Don't I think count we got chi- another one to go. Yeah, don't count your chickens. Don't count your chickens. Not in Tennessee. We've been Tony. We've been around long enough to know that. What's the old the old saying is? If you don't like the weather, stick around for 15 minutes. That's what we say to each other in East Tennessee. Uh, I don't know in in your parts, but. Uh, it takes about five minutes here for the weather to turn on you. Oh, you get you get up on this plateau and it can turn quickly. So no, mm-hmm. we have the same statements exactly. Well, as two people that have been married a long time, we could probably make a little joke there and get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> yes. But watch, yeah, it might end watch. the marriage. Fifty-one years, and I think it might end on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> So I better be careful here. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll try. Hey, my uh, my stock and trade is to drag people into trouble and getting 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 them to say things that they shouldn't say. But uh, at any rate, now that you've been warned, so Josh Heupel's gone outside and he's hired two guys, 
uh, inch from uh, Washington, University of Washington, who they pulled away from. Alabama thought they had him, but Tennessee's going to put a co-coordinator tag on him. And then they also got a running backs coach who was at University of Cincinnati who worked his way up. Uh, Eleven years ago, he was a Carson Newman. Then he went to the 1AA ranks, and then he went to uh, low-level D1, and then just kind of, you know, kind of made his way up the ladder, and he's getting an opportunity at Tennessee. Give me the significance from your perspective on Josh Heupel for the first time since he's been here, as he's had openings, going outside and making hires. Is it significant, or is that just something that people like me talk about? Uh, it's more just talk about it. it could be a lot of reasons. It could just be the situation itself. It could be he doesn't have a move up that he's excited about. I always thought it was a good thing. You can get stale, and when, especially when you're doing well. And I, I, I'll explain. It, it, sometimes when our offenses were really good for three or four years in a row, then all of a sudden you think you got all the answers, and um, and you never have all the answers if you don't keep up with the Joneses and know what's going on and and understand that there's there you're, that stuff's going to get stopped sooner or later. It's just the nature of the business, and, and I'm just talking about the offensive side. It's same same thing on defense, but yeah, I think it's a good thing after a while. But I don't. I wouldn't put anything into it in a red flag or i just think that uh when you've got a good move up person you feel loyal to that person and 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 feel he deserves it then you move him up if you don't feel like you got that to me a good head coach you don't even think twice about it you go get one that's going to help you i never wanted one tony that couldn't make us better i don't want yes men i one one person with all the ideas, is a killer. I want, I want people to give ideas, and then I'll make up my mind what I want to do. But so I don't. I just don't see much to it, and I think it's a good thing because he hasn't had uh, he hasn't had some new ideas in a while. You know, that's an interesting point, right? Because um, a lot of coaches, especially a guy like him, who's really, really good at it, right? We're kind of ego people, right? I mean, everybody has a little bit of ego. I've got one. I'm pretty talented at what I do, and I love when people tell me that, you know, man, your show's funny, and you're this, and you're that, or whatever. And, and Josh Heupel gets called, you know, kind of an offensive innovator and a genius and this, that, and the other. Um, I, I wonder sometimes with guys like him if they like people to challenge them i would imagine well you're an innovator in your day did you like it when people would poke holes in things you were doing or did you kind of take it personally when you were a younger coach uh when i was younger i would take it personally and when i was mm-hmm. older i still didn't like it mm-hmm. but i'd listen but i'd we're listen people yep and uh it, it's i think i changed when i became a head coach when my young years when i was just a coordinator i had all the answers but when I became a head coach, and there's so much more involved in it, and and I wasn't at great places, so I'm losing some games, and so I opened my mind a little more and would listen. Um, most of the time, Tony, when I've been good at whatever I do, I go back to the basics of what I've always believed, and uh, I've tried new things here and there, and they're good, and they're pretty, and they, they, they'll work for a game, or, you know, you'll hit somebody with a big play, or... But when it's truly a good offense or a good defense, it's just fundamentally based, and it goes back for so many years to where you know what 
a good offense really to me looking back on it now is you can make good adjustments it's not a good offense if you can't make good adjustments and you can't make good adjustments if you don't totally understand what you're doing and what somebody's trying to do to you and and you ought to be able to go back in your archives and say, ooh, I remember when this happened before, here's what we did. And uh, I still think that's the big piece, but I do think it's good to have different opinions. And uh, losses will get your attention quicker than anything, though. Watson, second item, Ross Dellinger, who is a uh, really great writer, covers college football, wrote a really mm-hmm. thought-provoking piece where he went and interviewed the Southern Miss profile, long-form profile, Southern Miss's head coach who said, 75% of my time at this time of the year is spent away from my football team. I travel the state, and, and Ross went with him, and I speak to various boosters, I speak to booster groups, and all I'm doing is trying to raise money for NIL. That's all I'm doing. I've turned into a fundraiser, and I'm not alone at my level. And then he went on to say, and I'm going to get players that if they're good enough, are going to get picked up, picked apart, and I'm going to be a farm team for the teams above me. He said, "This is not this is not what I got into this for." Watson, how are and and, and we were just talking about Kane Womack and a couple other guys who have left other opportunities to take uh, position coaching jobs because they had enough of it at their level. How are we going to get people to take those jobs at that level? It doesn't sound like that's very inviting, Watson, for a young coach. Well, I'm the, I would be the wrong one to talk about taking jobs because I took some tough ones uh, through the time. But I will tell you this. When the BCS started, Tony, many years ago, the separation of the haves and the haves not started. Mm-hmm. started big time. Now it's grown to the point where the how the power fives to the group of fives, there's such a difference now it doesn't matter. You can't you can't be at a group of five and catch up to the power fives. It's it's an impossibility. And and so that's what's making it hard. All you can do and, and I I would promise you I'd be doing the same thing. Just all you're doing is raising money and that's no fun. And uh, but I promise you, there's no way to get enough. You can go, you can go mm-hmm. fight it as long as you want, but th- that group of five school is not going to get to that good power five school, and, and no matter how much they can raise. The only way I see those guys can get a really good player and hold on to him is to go raise a lot of money and put it in one guy, and the rest of them get their little hunk, and they're not going to hang around if they're any good. But you go put it in one guy, and you might be able to hold on to him. You got you a great quarterback whose family played at Southern Miss or whatever, and you go put good money into him. Go raise that money, and he's easy to raise it on because he's the one you go talk about to everybody. Hey, man, we got to keep this kid. You got to help. He's Southern Miss background, and I'm using them as an example here. But I see that's the only way to keep one. Uh, you're not going to keep the bulk. They're going to be gone, and I can't think of anything more frustrating to go get one that nobody thought was great. He comes in, he's great, then he's gone, and you go back and try to do it again, and that's all they can do. What else can you do? They're fighting to win on their level, but you're not going to catch the other level. All right. Question number three. I'm going to make you NFL GM. Mm. Okay. Pay me. Pay me. Well, okay. (laughs) Hey, hey, Watson, we must be having technical issues. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the first pick in the draft. You can have Caleb Williams. We can keep it in the family and take Drake May. We could take Jaden Daniels from LSU, or you can go off the board and take somebody that I'm not thinking of. And by the way, you are the guy last year that said the kid at Houston was the one that you loved the most. You said the yep. kid at Houston, you told me, yep. you said that's your best pro prospect out there, so you called that shot. Yep. So let's see if you can make it two for two here. That's Jaden Daniels. Tell me. Just, tell me why. Because of performance. We all get hung up in name. We all get hung up in Southern Cal. Uh-huh. He plays for Southern Cal or whatever. Uh-huh. And performance. Who played the best? Who did more for his team? And uh, when you're taking a number one off a of potential, you're making a major mistake. You take a number one off of what you've seen him do, and it'll work for you. You take the potential guy in the third round on, but you try your best in round one and round two to take a guy that can come and play today and be that for you. And I don't put a number one on a guy and I got to sit him for a year or two to teach him how to play. If I'm bringing in a number one quarterback, I'm playing him. And he better be good enough because I'm putting a whole lot of money and another really good player I could have took over him, another position guy or whatever. But Jaden Daniels is mine because he played the best. And my brother had Drake May. I love him and, and uh, too. But consistently, week in, week out, find a way to beat you. And that's the new quarterback. You had one last year right there in Knoxville. He'd find a way to beat you. One week it was with the arm. One week it was with the legs. One week it's with the mind and the heart and the competitiveness. They find a way to beat you. Patrick Mahomes finds ways to beat you. And that's what I see in Jaden Daniels. So he's my first pick. That's wild. I, I was not expecting that. I the thing about good. well, the thing about Daniels too. Thinking about it is, it's you told me last year when that kid against Ohio, that kid from Ohio State went to the playoff and had that great performance yeah. against that incredible defense. You were like, "There's your, there's your, there's your top pick." You're like, Carolina needs to take him. And Carolina, I think, will rue that for 15 years they're going to regret that. That general manager will have many sleepless nights, who probably isn't there anymore, will have many sleepless nights that, hey, we had that guy. We had that guy. Bryce Young is a guy to me, and I love him, and I think he's going to be a good player, but he's got to be on a good team with a lot of mm-hmm. good players around him. Mm-hmm. And, and the first pick in the draft ain't a good team with a lot of players around him. Mm-mm. Tony, and that's why I think he struggled. But good players, he will be a good player. Good players around him, good protection, great receivers, great running back. I mean, if he's on a good team, he can do it. But he can't. He's just not big enough, lengthy enough to do it on his own. He's got. To, he's got to be on a really good team. And I think he's a good pick, but not the first pick in the draft. Watson on the way out. Good sign or bad sign? So, Eli Drinkwitz from Missouri, who just has that look about him, you know? Some of these guys just look like people you want to slap, and he's one of them. No offense to him. I think I'm like that, personally, but I'm self-aware <laughs> enough to know that. Eli Drink- Drinkwitz, that court sign. Hey, I own it. I mean, not only do I know it, but I own it, which, you know, better for, better or worse. 
Oh yeah, you kind of are what you are. Yeah, yeah I bet people man. tell you, you're on with that Basilio guy. I mean, you're talking about a guy that needs a throat punch. At any rate, <laughs> so Eli Drinkowitz is courtside last night, and he's coming off a great season. And he just won a tug of war with his AD there. She's on her way to Arizona. You and I know the politics of what goes on behind the scenes. He was kind of feeling himself courtside. He was chirping at our basketball team last night. He was telling the Tennessee bench, you guys aren't tough. You think you're tough. You're not that tough. Just kind of messing around. And then Zakai Ziegler, our little point guard, who threw a ball away, just had a bad night, but threw a ball away right in front of Drinkowitz. Drinkowitz said, you throw a lot like your quarterback last year to him. To which uh, Zizi looked at him and said, I don't know, even know who you are, you fat A man. I don't even know who you are. So here's my question for you. Do you think that's a fun thing for a football coach to be sitting courtside mixing it up with players? Or do you think that's kind of a silly thing to be engaged in? Where are you on that? I don't like it at all. I'm sorry, but I just, I think head football coaches, football coaches, college football coaches, high school coaches, professional players, college players. I don't care if you think it or not, you do have a responsibility. You've got a responsibility to all of the young people in this world that are being taught and are all victims of their environment, Tony, and are watching. And it's not always just, it's actions more than words. And, and you're, you're teaching, you're teaching them how to act. And I don't like that. Never have liked it. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal or I please don't think of it that way. But I just think that the, if you get in this business that we're, that I was in for 40-something years, you better understand the obligation of the business. And one of the main things you do is you try to teach young people how to compete, how to act, how to grow in our society, how to fit in our society. And my number one thing through ever, and don't let me preach here, but my one thing forever has always been we're all victims of our environment, Tony. How you grew up, how I grew up. Watching my parents, watching my parents' best friends, watching blah, 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 this and that. I don't care if you think it or not, it has an impact on you. And uh, I just can't stand that. I didn't like those guys getting drunk at the at the, um, the parade the other day. I just, I just don't go for that. I'm sorry, but that's just me. Uh, may get me in trouble with different people, but I'll, I'll never change on that. And that's not a holier-than-thou statement. That's an obligation to the young people that we are, are leaving to the next generation as they come up. Watson Brown, you're the man. Much love to you. Many happy returns. And I, I, I get outside today and hit that ball a little bit, would you? I'm headed out to hit some balls after I get off this phone. So thank you, get- sir. And get some good stretching in, too, before you do it. Thank you, Watson. I, I will. Thanks, Tony. Always an honor, buddy. Much much love, the great Watson Brown. We come back. I'm going to ask Senko his thoughts on Eli. I'm going to ask you your thoughts on Eli. I'm going to ask you if it's funny. I I get what Watson's saying. Uh, he says we have an obligation to young people to set an example. I don't know. I don't know how to. Th- I don't know how to feel about it. Because I'm going to tell you, people say, well, did it really happen? <laughs> Trust me. I want you to do me a favor. Those of you that know people around the basketball program, go and ask them if the stuff Tony's talking about, if it happened, and get back to me. And you're going to find out that it happened. Somebody got to Drinkowitz, though, because he stopped it. He stopped it 
after his exchange was easy, but he was get, he was chirping at Tennessee's bench, which is I don't know. Is it strange? Is it on brand for him? I'll let Sean talk about it. I know one thing. Matt Dixon, if you go back and listen to last night's postgame show, when I shared it with him, he went crazy. Postgame Matt Dixon was in full effect. He also had a great line about how he was glad the baseball game went long. So it spared him from the first 15 minutes of that game last night, which was, uh, let me find a word here, unwatchable? Unwatchable, maybe? We'll continue. Hour two. Let's keep it right here. Sean Sinclair, your thoughts thus far on the program? I haven't heard from you for a while. Thoughts on Eli? Do you, is it just good nature, fun for a coach to do that, Sean, or is he being a clown? Which one? You do not ever communicate with another team's players. But you're in a different sport. He's just there as a spectator. No, 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 period. You don't do First of all, he had his two pie-faced kids sitting right next to him. And he's sitting there showing his rear end. He's, the thing is that a guy like him is just like Butch Jones. It wasn't Eli Drinkowitz that was cracking. It was the guy that holds the position of Missouri football coach. Because that goof wouldn't be on the front row if it was Eli Drinkowitz. It's the head coach of Missouri, and he's had a little bit of success this past year. So he doesn't even he stand by, he's standing behind that position when he's popping off. Second of all, you don't you sit there, enjoy the game, enjoy the competition. The only time you would ever speak to an opponent opponent's players if you say nice game, do that. You just you don't do that. It's not being a it's not being a candy rear end. It's not being it's just it, it's a professional thing. You know, I'm not one to boo uh, another player. Another, I don't even boo refs. I mean, it just there, there's a there's a way of handling your business and not. But you have there's a different expectation when you're the head coach, or you're a coach, or you're a teacher, or you're a pastor, or you're a parent. It, it, it just is what it is, and to uh, it, it just so reminds me of when Butch Jones popped off about. Um, uh, Jim Harbaugh, when he had his his uh, camps in Florida, yes, yes, and, and Butch jo- and and there was other ones, and Butch Jones popped off about it, and, and basically Jim Harbaugh said, "Who are you?" <laughs> he was a head he was a head coach. It was awesome. Yeah, he was a head coach in Tennessee, and, and Jim Harbaugh was like, "Huh? Who are you?" Well, that's the same. That's the same thing. You, you just know your lane, stay in your lane. And take care of your own business. Now, I would I would say this: I cannot imagine how bad Josh Heupel feels after seeing that clown beat him up and down at a school he used to coach. You know that uh, in his crawl. Uh, no, uh, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz is a is is a complete clown. He was he's dressed last night is, like a reject a, off Love Boat. He's absolutely, he's absolutely riding a Butch Jones wave right now. A sugar high. He's, That's what you got. Yeah, what exactly. we used to call it here. A sugar high. Down. He's going to come crashing down. And and, and you, golly, I can, if 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 Heifel was sitting there watching that last night, I he's got to be going. How in the heck did I let that happen? Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. 
I was surprised that Watson picked Jaden Daniels. If I gave you one of the three, Sean, for the NFL, that's the top of the deal, the kid from USC, the kid from North Carolina, or Daniels, who are you taking? I don't like I don't like the USC kid. I don't either. Uh, for one, um, physically, I don't think he's got it. Uh, second of all, I'm not impressed with the way he handled success there. Agree with that. I'm not, I'm not impressed with the way he handled the whole uh, every uh, you know everything. I, I, I said yep. uh, previously, goofy commitment, goofy career, mm-hmm. well, go- goofy college, goofy the rest of your thing. I mean, he, how much uh, Josh Rosen? Uh, it, people mm-hmm. will change. The kid that's the kid that's the kid that's at Arizona now, Sean. The kid that's at Arizona now that was at Oklahoma, another goofball. They don't change. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh No, they don't change. And then Jaden Daniels, I have a I mean, I'm not like I'm not like uh, Coach Brown. I don't know all the thing is my my issue with Jaden uh Daniels is that the fact that he relies so much on his mobility and He's a rather slight built guy, mm-hmm. and so that that usually does not work out. Uh, plus, also mm-hmm. he had two first round draft choice receivers this year and couldn't win. I mean, I, he won the Heisman. I give him that. Mm-hmm. They couldn't win, and so and not to crack on him, he might be good. So I don't. I really don't know. But you know, I'm I'm a lifelong Chief fan, and I didn't understand drafting Patrick Mahomes. So there you go. And it's wild. The guys that make it and the guys that don't, and we'll go to the phones. Let's get Holly in here, who will join us. Holly, welcome on in. How you doing, Holly? Good morning. Doing great. I just wanted to add my two cents worth about the drink-a-fit guy. I call yep. him that. Because yep. I never liked him after what he pulled in football. But after watching the game last night and what uh-huh. he pulled and listening to you guys talk about what he said, the more I thought about it, the matter I got. And I thought, what a piece of dirt, immature, and he's a head football coach. All i got to say is he better enjoy his 15 minutes of fame because he won't laugh. And, but best of all, kudos to our beloved ZZ for his great New York City comeback. Don't mess with ZZ. He covers all the ground he walks on, even though he had a bad night last night. I mean, I cannot believe a million-dollar football coach would – sit there and say something to a student athlete like that. It is beyond reprehensible. Of course, he doesn't have an athletic director now to call him on the carpet about it. So, I don't know. But and that he, might be, hey, hey, Holly, he might have been feeling himself, really. I mean, he ran his AD out of there, which which we've talked oh, about here. Don't you and, know? And you know, and you know, he's sitting over there like, hey, I'm the king, I'm the king of this deal. And people say, well, you know, you guys are talking about it, and you don't know. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm reporting it. I know. I know 100% that happened. 100, 1,000% that went on last night. Tom Hart said, hey, they just had a little exchange on the telecast last night. And they did. They had an exchange. And the exchange was, you throw like your quarterback. To which ZZ said, who in the H are you fat ass? Which is a great line, by the way. And then ZZ went to the bench and at the timeout, and somebody from Tennessee said, you know that's the football coach at Missouri. And, and, and Zakai Ziegler said, I don't give an F who he is. He should be talking to me. That was his reply. I just was thinking about it this morning. You know, we all know that there's nobody that's fire than our beloved Tony Ball. 
Yep. And I thought about how he goes to our game. Can mm-hmm. you imagine Tony Vitello doing something so stupid like that and getting away with it? I mean, it is beyond anything that I can even believe happened. But, you know, like I said, he better enjoy it because he's going to get his brains bashed in in the next few years, especially by us, even if we have to meet him in a playoff. Well, we're kind of, he's coming to Knoxville year after next, so well, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine they're going to get the uh, Texas A and M treatment because Rick Barnes is going for win number eight hundred against the second best man in show business Saturday night, an eight o'clock start. And Rick Barnes has already said on the record, if the guy ganders out onto the floor, since Barnes made those comments, they haven't won a game. And the guy at the A and M bench last night was behaving himself. Rick Barnes has gotten results. Brian Hartman, did you notice that last night? The guy on A&M's bench, uh, Buzz Williams, was behaving himself over there last night. Because they've had their, you know what, handed to him three games in a row. Oh. I think that has a lot to do with it. So, Holly, why do somebody like me, why do I find it a little humorous that we have a guy in our league that uh, wants to mix it up a little bit? Is that in keeping with my goofy personality, do you think? Well, no, I think it, it's funny for us people. I'm like you. I mean, it's funny to see somebody make a fool of themselves, especially mm-hmm. somebody that's not a ball and somebody that's not as good as we are and has coaches as good as our coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I look at, I, I still cannot believe it. And it's a, pretty much a, it says where we are today in society, mm-hmm. people behaving that way. You mm-hmm. know, it just, you just don't do that, especially in his position. But like I said, I hope he and the little dude from A&M, I hope they continue in their little club and enjoy their little antics because they're getting ready to get their, their brains bashed in, and we'll have the last word. So that's Thank you, Holly. Well, well, Rick Barnes told ZZ, you, if he guy goes on the court, I want you bumping him. And, and ZZ bumped this guy last night, and he wasn't even advised to bump ZZ. Is NYCNY to the core? You ain't messing with him. Yes, Let's go back to our phones. Th- yes, thank you, Holly. Great talking to you. So we'll go back to our phones. For some reason, and I don't know if it's because I'm twisted or what it is, in a way, I appreciate the fact that the Drinkwitz guy looks the way he does. He's sitting there courtside. He's engaging the deal. I was told after ZZ did his deal, he shut up. He was like, oh. Well, I'm going to get clapped back at. Sean, I had totally forgotten about, till one of you pointed out, I didn't even bring it up on the, on the post game last night, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. We went about 90 minutes. I, uh, I had forgotten about the I stand on business, coach. You know, that was premeditated because he brought somebody out there to film it. That was Definitely. the weirdest thing about that. Yep. That was filmed. That was premeditated, yep. all about me, and filmed by that guy. No offense to him. It was premeditated, and they had, they released that immediately. And uh, I remember when he out there, and, and Josh looked down at him because uh, Drinkwitz is a small guy. He looked at, mm-hmm. down at him, and he's like, "What? What? What?" We stand on business, it's, coach. It's bad enough to lose a game to a. I mean, Missouri was Missouri's a nice nice team. They no offense, they deserved to win mm-hmm. the game. There was no fluke. Mm-hmm. Nice players, but to lose to that clown, I mean, I. I just cannot. That that's got to go down on one of the top five regrets on uh, in uh, Heupel's career, no question. 
Let's get Drew in here, who's up next with us on a day where Eli Drinkwitz kind of became the story last night. Drew, hello. He writes a lot of checks with his mouth that his hands can't cash and his career has not and will not cash. Interesting. That's my thoughts on that. Interesting. I mean, they had a great team last year, and we'll see how they do last or next year with that running back gone. Uh, I know that they've they're all, and you know let, let's be honest, what's going on with them? They they've taken advantage of nil loopholes that are about to be cinched up, like ZZ cinched that clown's mouth up last night. What so, would the point be in looking at our bench row and saying you guys think you're tough? I mean, what what is he? He, the, the, first of all, Missouri's team doesn't have a win. Missouri's team has not won a well, basketball game this year. Well, he thinks he's king of the world. He ran Francine out of there. And, mm-hmm. you know, he obviously doesn't feel like he has anyone that can hold him accountable. He thinks he's the, the president, the AD, the Alpha and the Omega of Missouri right now. And, in a lot of ways, I guess he is, but I, I, I agree with, with Holly. I mean, she said a lot of what I have to say on the matter, and I didn't even really call to talk about that, but I, I think that's pretty embarrassing behavior from someone who is a head coach for what is supposed to be one of the 16 most prestigious jobs in the country, and, and to go out and act that way in a you know, it'd be one thing if Missouri was the quality of team where they were last year and this was a win that they really needed to move them up a seed line or two. But to go out there and act that way just because you hate, uh, I mean, in, in his mind, Josh Heupel, but really his defense because they couldn't stop our third-string offense a couple years in a row from putting a 50, stop, 50 spot on him. I mean, I think that guy is just the essence of immaturity. And so, his time will come. Unfortunately, we won't be the ones that will get to give it to him this year. Mm-hmm. But um, I think because of the way that, that he's acted in situations like that, and granted, we only know the Tennessee side of things, I would be willing to venture there are a lot of other fan bases that that clown's rubbed the wrong way. Probably. They are officially circled. They are officially circled on everyone's calendar. And uh, I'll be very curious to see if he can cash that check uh, when collecting time comes, because my money is on he cannot. Well, here's the deal. Josh Heupel would never even consider behaving that way toward another coach at midfield. You know that. We, we know that from Heupel's act, uh, from his, the way he comports himself. It's interesting. I had forgotten all all about that till I was reminded of it. But uh, your reason for your call, go Tony, ahead, man. Link Hippen would do that. Link no way. Link Hippen would not do that, no. So, so, hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about sports psychology 101 because I mm-hmm. was getting so – I am so fed up with our fans calling in after every single suspect loss or suspect close game. Let, let, let me break this down. Six as of yesterday. We have six. We'll call it because uh, I'm going to include yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. One is the biggest revenge game that, that we have circled where we're looking to meet A&M in the squared circle this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we were looking ahead to that. The next four 
are three uh, our three biggest rivals in the SEC with Kentucky, Alabama, and Auburn. Mm-hmm. And then the other is a South Carolina team that we're looking to get revenge on. Where do you think that team's head was last night? Because I don't Not think that they game. were really thinking. Yep. I don't think they were really thinking about playing Teleco Plains High School with those five games wedged after that game. And we had a call from a guy that was there. Well, we had a call from a guy that was there. So, well, he said, yeah, that's 7,500 people in attendance or whatever. So you have to generate your own juice. And, uh, you know, it, 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 that's a tough spot. I mean, what do you expect? Tough They're spot. college kids. I don't yep. care how many years they've been there. Tough spot. It's a, it's a game that no one cares about. Yep. With, I mean, they, they've got an opportunity, depending on what happens around them, and this might sound a little silly, but if they win the next, if they win out in the regular season, they are looking at potentially being the number one overall seed because that's how weighted those those last four games being ranked high-quality opponents, it, at the very least, to be a one seed. You don't They'll be a one seed, that yes. Team was overlooking yep. them. I mean, come on. So I, I just, I'm just so sick and tired of it. It's college basketball. Yep. It happens every single night. That it's Purdue got beat by a team without a head coach. But yep. I, I hope Buzz Williams, who looks like Curly from the Three Stooges, I hope uh, Rick Barnes walks up to him and gives him two fingers right between the eyes and tells him, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." See y'all. Thank you, brother. Take care. We call that the double doink where I come from. Boink. Or the... Nyar, nyar, nyar. Do the thing where you slap him on the head or do the curly shuffle at him. We come back on the other side. 865-200-5402. Your thoughts. We did have some uh, panic peats last night. I mean, even Negative Dave said, guys, to Tony. On Garza Law fifth quarter. Negative Dave's like, look, man, I'm pretty negative. I'm not that negative. Some of these people, when Negative Dave is calling you out, I mean, you're in a dark place, as we say in the trade. We'll come back, 865-200-5402 if you want to join. Here's the deal. Generally, we're TLD logistic overdrive overtime. Not doing it today. Was on late last night doing the call-in show. Preserving myself, as they say in the trade. Going to get outside this afternoon and enjoy the sunshine because the next several days are going to be nasty and cold here. So, self-preservation. Self, doing my own gig. Self-preservation. So, if you want to get in, get in. As we continue, Tony Basilio, Sean Sinclair, Brian Hartman, and you on a Wednesday after this. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. 
fantastic estate sale in Columbia, home of the late Robert McKay, whose father founded this great radio station. Home features many fantastic furnishings, ephemera, antique firearms, too many great things. Come see for yourself. Friday through Sunday, Deerfield Drive in the Sunnyside subdivision. Follow the above and beyond signs. Call 615-585-5299. Ask for Christy for more information. Doors open Friday 9 to 4 p.m. Saturdays 9 to 2. See you there. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tina to be back with you, 865-200-5402. I've been riding my recumbent bike uh, here in the uh, Raymere Studio Access while um, Brian Hartman's been on the board today. Brian's brushing up because end of next week I'm heading down to see the Sillies as they do a little spring training baseball, and I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, we've got a full bank of calls. The lines are jammed. Cinco's got a few things he wants to get off his chest as well. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You're on the air. How are my friends compatriots doing today? Dobbyer. What's up, man? Well, I'm so fired up about ZZ. Uh, what what part of the game did that happen in when he ripped? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. I guess it was the part where... It's on, it's, on the, it's on right now, and I'm DVRing it. Sure. So I, can I see I, that. I guess it was the part where Tom Hart... Brian, do you remember when Tom Hart mentioned that on the air, that they had a little exchange? I, I want to say early second half, but I I don't yeah. quite remember. You know, you know, I'm hoping it was early second half. I'm hoping he woke Tennessee up. I'm hoping that's... Uh, I haven't drilled down on that. I just heard that he was chirping beforehand. And then finally, he said something to ZZ, like right in ZZ's space after ZZ threw a ball away. So I guess it would be, if you want to mark the tape, ZZ had three turnovers last night. The one that occurred right near uh, uh, Drinkafith is probably when that, uh, well, that is when that exchange happened, because that's when Drinkafith said to him, you throw like your quarterback from last year. He probably had a fifth before he came to the game. Interesting. Too bad they don't come here. Everybody so you're not for that, W. Lint? You don't think that's funny? Like I, 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 I uh, Drinkowitz, yeah. Drinkowitz looks like a Zima cat to me. I think, <laughs> well, he had his Crocs on last night. I think he's funny. I, I think that's kind of funny. I do, I mean, too. I think yeah, it's I, hilarious. I, in a way, I kind of like it. What but in a way, he's the... Jacket, though? In the <laughs> Sonny Crocker, steal, or Crockett. What was his name? That? Did he steal that from... Uh, from the women's uh, the cheerleaders, what, what was Miami? He looked like he looked like a reject, either off the love boat or Miami Vice. Yeah, <laughs> the old Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which the great Bernard King was in an episode. Well, the way he's the way he uh, and, and look, I'm a thrifting guy myself. I will go thrifting with you from time to time. I'm, if he keeps dressing like that, I'm going to call him Eli. Drink a fifth. Wait a second. Eli, drink a thrift. Drink a thrift. Because he looks like he got his clothes at the thrift store, which I'm for, by the way. I shop at the thrift store. I just can't imagine a head coach, you know, in football yelling at a student athlete, you know. (laughs) It's so great. It's so great. Plus, he's he's insulting Joe Milton. That's what he was doing. Yes. 
Like, hey, we beat you. In his world, he must be coaching at Miami in the 80s right now. I mean, they had I mean, a nice little team last year. Uh, world power? I mean, what? he's nuts. <laughs> you know, I'm telling and, and and one of our callers had a good point, which is, if he's, which I didn't think about, if he's doing that with us, you know he's doing that with other teams. You know he's, he's put a lot of checks out there coming back to these campuses that he's eventually yeah. going to have to cash. Because let me tell you something. Heupel in two years. Now, we've seen Heupel's act, okay? If Heupel gets an opportunity to rip him apart in Neyland Stadium, are they going to do it? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put yeah. a million points on him. I'm liable to get 100 points scored on him that day. I tell you what, I wish we could give Missouri to the Big 12 and us take West Virginia. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right, W. Uh, they, they don't see it with us. They really don't. Nope. I mean, what was the uh, thing after the game? Did he say, I, I stand on lifts? What was he saying? Hey, uh, W. Lynn, what was the baseball deal like yesterday? Did you have fun over there? Baseball, baseball game was great. We won 3-2. to two. I really can't I tell you a whole bunch of details because it was so much camaraderie and friendship. Oh, yeah. Great day for it, it baseball. Great Another great one today. Two great days in a row. Temperatures in the high 60s today. I mean, come on, yeah, man. You know, it's February. Got, got to wave the flag in. It, it oh, yeah. It and, Proudly, and you know it was uh, it was good. And right as we were leaving the game, you know the basketball game was starting because baseball game went pretty fast. Three hey, two Cinco, game. And, hey Cinco, what's up with our offense, man? With that baseball team, are you worried about it? What's up with that? I think they'll come around. I, I'm I'm golly, I'm so impressed with the depth of our pitching staff. It's not it's not you know top heavy with starters like it has been. But right. man, do they have some kids that uh, look good in the in the in the bullpen? I'm really excited. No, they'll come. The Amy kid is as good as anyone we've had oh. on here. Oh. Um, Peebles will come right. Um, Burke, I, I, I still this. I'll tell you this: he's developed into a fine defensive first baseman. Yep. Uh, but I, I agree with putting him down uh, in the in the uh, thing there. My my. You just don't have a guy. I mean, uh, Ensley's okay, mm-hmm. and the other guy, but they just—they don't have a Drew Gilbert. They don't have a. Uh, well, I think Beck and Amick are kind of similar. Simo's going to become that guy. Engines. They don't have an Simo, engine that I can find. Christian Moore is going to be vying for yeah, player of the year. Not, in this yeah, he's not. He's over. clutch, but it's just a Drew Gilbert type guy, and, yeah. and maybe there aren't that many out there. Fears for fears, he'll be crushing the ball what here. Awesome player! Oh my gosh! Yeah, Whew. he's so a force, man. It, it, it was a lot of fun, and you know, I know it, it got a little cool when the sun went down, but it was actually mm-hmm. a pretty comfortable, fun game. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. I like low yeah, baseball. Just, it has its place. Hey, that team they played yesterday. Let's say this: they got run rolled three times at Georgia, and they came in there and played really hard, pitched it really well. Executed well defensively, I give them a lot of credit. They're a pretty good team for for a mid major, no yep. doubt about it. Yes, and uh, you know there was a lot of SEC teams. I was looking at some. Of the, there's there's teams losing in baseball to these teams they're playing now. You know, Andy so. lost to Dayton last night. Gave up seven runs in the last couple of innings. Yeah. So wins a win, just like you know a basketball game was what I call an ugly win. You know, yep. but we won. I know all about ugly. And, and we had four guys in double figures. They weren't, you know, nobody was scoring 30, but 
we came came together in the second half. Mm-hmm. Had a great game, you know, second half. Mm-hmm. Well, W, so, uh, you're my man. Much love to you. Great show, Peace Tony. On Keep the it app. up. Yes, sir. Uh, Sean, your thoughts on the Hoops program and their effort last night? I say win, baby, win, Al Davis. I do agree with you. However, um, I, I'm starting to see, and it's not, I know Savant here again with his basketball stuff, but I'm starting to see a, a, a pretty alarming pattern here of uh, lights out performance with everybody and then take a game off. And, you know, everyone's, you know, it's win in advance. And there, I get that. But when you get into the tournament, you know, that pattern, it's, it's hard to break that pattern. Can they can they run off six games where they're playing at peak efficiency? I'm not sure because they haven't done it. Back and I do have I go. do have a and, a and behind all of that is yep. these super seniors that seem to uh, every other game pull a no show. I mean, we we talked about uh, Olivia Kamwa doing that, but Olivia Kamwa was way more consistent than Vescovi and James have been this year. Boy, that's a mouthful. I kids can't figure out this Vesco dude, man. For the life of me, back to, he had a point last night. One point. I think it's. A, I, I think it's. I think it's a. Um, a and, and I'm not blaming him because, like you said uh, last night, the kid yep. is putting out effort on the defensive end. So and hard. That's where you really look at effort. Yep. But I think uh, he's been he's been the star of the show since he's probably been a little kid. Mm-hmm. And he's in his fifth year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I don't think he has a path to the NBA. He will likely be able to, you know, make some money professionally, but I think he's topped out athletically. And whether it's conscious or not, I, I think he's, uh, uh, I think there's been a, a paradigm shift in him. Because, uh, you know, yeah. once, once you, because uh, right now they only have one killer on that team, and that's Connect. I and think ZZ's a killer. That's because he used to be a killer. Yeah, ZZ's planning. ZZ's planning. I think once you turn that light off, it's hard to turn it back on. Let's go back to the phones. The point guard's playing at a tremendously high level. Who's your Vols up next? Followed by Chris on a day where I'm cutting it off after two today. I'm making history. I haven't done this in a while. Who's your Vol? Welcome in. What's going on, Tim? What's up, brother? Um, I think now that uh, Mike Leach passed away and mm-hmm. Cutcliffe retired, I think Eli Drinkowitz is the only big-time college coach that didn't play college football, and his behavior kind of shows that. That just that's something a someone that didn't play the game would do, in my opinion. So, do you find it? Because you and I have like a sick sense of humor. We've laughed about some stuff. Don't you find it a little bit amusing? It, it's very funny. And if I was going to pick the coach that would do it, it probably would have been him. Uh, now yes. that Spurrier is out of the deal. Uh, but Spurrier you know, competed. So. Spurrier would never sit there and go, he throws like your quarterback. Spurrier wouldn't. Well, yeah. And it's just, to you a know, fellow like, competitor, he wouldn't. Spurrier wouldn't, wouldn't diss a kid like that. He would He would jab the balls in, in the press. In the yeah, press, it, right, but not to a kid's kinda, face, right. It's kind of like, you know, like the frat boys that yell terrible things at the Alabama players that I'd be like, man, if you wouldn't say it to their, to their face, face. Don't say it in the state. That is such That's a good point. So I've always been yeah. in a sporting event. Beer, beer so, muscles is what we call that where I come from. You got your beer muscles yeah. on. Speaking of 
Hoosier Bowl, you know, yep. on the Hoosier Bowl. What'd you think old Tamar Bates last night? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can see another another winning Hoosier player, man. I mean, come on now. You know, if you looked at him, you said, and yep. and I remember when he was there, I was like, my goodness, the potential. Because uh, he's long, he's lean, and uh, he looks like a potential great wing. He's skinny, but, man, he's brutal. <laughs> when you look, That's when you look at awesome. him, he he looks like a future NBA player. Is what he looks like when you look at him. Well, until you see him dribble and shoot, exactly. <laughs> right, but everybody everybody needs to settle down. Those games happen. Uh, you know, it's hard to look good against a terrible team. If we would have come out and won by twenty, it, they're still awful. It doesn't change anything. So uh, somebody mentioned we'll it earlier. Our our post game experience these days and i'm not just saying this to say this but it can get a little tiresome and here's why there's just not a lot of consideration for the fact that it's really really hard to win on the road and rick barnes has won so much guys that he's bored our fan base they're ready to see his next magic trick and they want his next magic trick to occur in March, and it's it's sad. I mean, that's kind of where we are. And ha- it, let me ask you this: If the Hoosiers yeah. announced today that they had signed Rick Barnes to a deal, Lauren and Boy from Tennessee, how much jubilation would be in the air in Indiana? Well, because of uh, where we are, a lot. Um, you know, he is kind of old, and he has the March stigma, but. I think he's due. I I really do believe it's going to be this year. Um, but yeah, if he's got three years in him, it'd be three years better than what we've had. <laughs> recently. He is he is fifty thousand percent fifty thousand percent due this year, and this team yeah. has what it takes. I go back to what Maury Hanks said last week: is that this kid we saw it last night? Our guy struggled and struggled and struggled. Connected. He hit that one 18-footer, and it unlocked him, and it unleashed the beast, and he turned into like Caitlin Clark in the men's game for about six minutes. That one little jump pass he made down below, most guys that are going really hot do not pass that ball. That's what I love about him. He's a superstar type of kid. That's why his teammates really like him, because he blends in. Most people, Ryan, would not pass that ball when they're hot like that. Tom, let me ask you this. What would our fans say if they were UConn fans last night? Now, I know it's different because UConn has... They freak. I mean, they've had... They they now have tied Indiana. I believe they have five. Yeah. It, for a long time, IU has sucked for so long that yep. it took a lot of years for teams to catch us, but UConn is now one of the few that's won five. Um, yeah, what, what do you think they'd think? I know that they got, they they got this bad thought about March, but yeah. Everyone needs to relax. It's this ain't football. It's just not. You can't. And by the way, it's February. Like and by the way, it's February. And to quote the great Michael Stipe, you can't get there from here. You got to relax. This is a journey. You can't get there from here. We're not going to jump tomorrow and get around to sixteen. So let's just watch the season, watch the developments, and you can like like Sean. Hey, this trend or that or this troubles me or what. But a sleepy Tuesday night on the road at Missouri, a team that's got zero crowd there, a team that's winless, you've got a revenge game coming up and then a four-game gauntlet, 
if you think for a second that I'm going to get all blow that all out of proportion, I told one guy last night, and I hate doing this. I hate being this person, but I said, man, you're being myopic. You got to watch college basketball. You look around the sport, right? Like in the last, this is just the last week. This isn't even, and, and what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to share a few facts, okay? The, this is this is just kind of a, a, a few facts, okay? Kansas lost by 43 on the road last week. Kansas. Kansas did. UConn got blitzed last night. Purdue lost by 20 to Nebraska, and then to six by a team that fired their coach two days earlier. Now, what are we doing you won last night. You didn't lose. I mean, I, I don't know. Did I, UConn lose last night? I, I fell asleep. Brian, did they, they did lose, right? They lost, didn't they, Brian? No, they were they were trailed. They trailed the whole game, and they lost by like ten or so. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. I think that's the best team in the country right now. So, I agree yeah. with that. I, if you told me who's asked me who's cutting it down, I think it's either them or Houston that's going to cut them down. Hey, out the door. Last team to win them all in college basketball was a long time ago, 1976 Indiana Hoosiers. So, everybody relax. Well, I thought it was one of those UNLV teams, but Duke beat them that year. That's right. That's disgusting, Indiana Hoosiers. Creighton won by 1985-66 over UConn. That's, that's gross. That's a blowout. So Let's go back to the phones. Yeah, I call that a blowout where I come from. You beat the number one team in America double digits. Hello and welcome in to Chris, who's up next with us. Chris, you're our... Live on your Wednesday edition of the Basilio Show. What's happening there, Tony? Hey, Chris, welcome in. Hey, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, that was kind of funny about the, I'm like you, I have very, very uh, crazy, you know, sarcastic kind of mind myself, so I definitely see your side of it and thought it was funny. I also saw the other side. But I will say this, Missouri, just tell me this, who's really Missouri's rival? Sean, you're from those parts. Who's Missouri's rival in our league? That's a great uh, question. In our league, there, I don't, I don't think there is one in our league. I guess. There you uh, go. There you go. You maybe you Arkansas, go. maybe Texas A and M. No, right. Traditionally, it's, yes. there you go. Traditionally, it's Arkansas, Kansas. That's right. right. And then Kansas. That's correct. Yep. Those Kansas so, games were classic so, back so in the day. If you're trying to build the team up, you know, I mean, drink. He he ain't stupid. Okay, and, and he's mm. he is that frat guy, like you said. I mean, he just don't know how to like land the punch. But but I mean, if you're going to get your guys motivated, you got to freaking find a rival, right? I mean, if we're going to if you're going to try to keep your team up to the top, you're going to have to go after somebody big. And since they beat us, he was hoping, I'm sure that you know. And then he got a little cocky because they were winning, you know, at halftime. So <laughs> I mean, uh, I just think I bet that's right. Some, I bet he was. I yeah, I bet when they went up seven, I, I got. I'm going to drill down on that today because somebody asked me the time it happened. I'm going to see if I can determine that today. Yeah, and if I good. can determine that, I'll. I'll bring it if I can determine that. I'll I'll bring it up tomorrow on the air and see if we can't figure out when it happened. It's inordinately interesting that that that, that transpired. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could use it as a you know a little piece to get your team motivated, a little bit of power, you know, sure. a little little you know um, from you know because that's the kind of stuff I look at. But and then you got um, Sean. You took my point, by the way. But but you were actually exactly right. I, mean, I was thinking the same thing about they come off a big game and then they bomb right. Um, and I'm thinking, God, how are they going to do this in the tournament? I mean, if these guys, you know, they put all their mental power into one game and then they, and then they're done. It's like, you know, I won't say, you know, but you got what I'm saying. And then you come back to the next game and then you don't quite got it. But I will say this though, 
Connect actually did step up to the plate, like you said. And this time, instead of instead of going down, he he took charge, and I was glad to see that. So I think I think they're coming. I think you know with him, and uh, I think it's gonna you know I think go the right way. But but definitely. So, so drink, like you're a psychologist, fit. right? You're a psych. What would you do with? Well, I'm what a would specialized. You do with- what, what they call me is a specialized um, therapist. Okay, I, I work with a lot of yeah. different kids with disabilities and their mental. All right. And, so what would we do with and- what we do with Vescovy? How are we going to moder? How are we going to um, moderate his behavior and get him back? What are we? How are we going to fix him? In a sense, man, you got to get out there. Like, like he. Okay, he's scared to shoot. You know, and he gets it in his head. Like he, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his little head there, except. You know, I think his confidence got down early on when they he didn't play. Remember, he had a little bit of skirmish going on. I think with the coach and not doing that. You know what I mean? In the very early part of the season. And no, and I don't. I no, I think it, it, no, what happened was he went away because oh, he had okay, a relative yeah, pass away. Right. And, it, and so it, it, you know, the rest yeah. of the team. I just think it kind of messed with his um, timing or what, however you want to put that, and fitting into the deal. But um, um, you know they. I love him because he plays so hard, and I just have trouble. If I saw that guy mope on defense, we'd call him out. But he's been so good here. He's been an all-league player for a couple of years. I know. I know he has, yeah. It's just really hard um, to comprehend to, to see him do what he's doing because the one guy I thought would benefit from connecting all the open space is a guy that can shoot the ball. Really well, strange. you got to get one of them going to help him out. You're right about that. Um, I mean, he just needs to start shooting. I mean, no fear. You know, he just needs to start start going at it. I mean, um, obviously, if he's tensing up, I don't. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the guy in his head, so I can't really um, see. I mean, I don't watch him. Uh, I don't know as much as I guess I do football, um, but uh, to see how he's reacting. But uh, I, I do remember um, one thing though. Um, if I remember, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but but he used to have a really good head fake where he would yep. draw a lot of fouls. Okay, yep. he would draw. He would draw a lot of fouls. Now, what I've noticed though in this year is. He doesn't. It doesn't seem to work as much, and it's, it's like it seems that um, every time he goes to do it, they don't fall for it, and and as much, and and kind of leaves him in a in a place that not where he's no. He's used to getting them the you know the work, and if it's not working, and then you go in, it's like what do I do now? You know, um, and I, I don't know. He just needs to. I don't know. Get. I wouldn't really think too much. Just go at it and try to you know make your own way again and uh, do what he's doing. But we need him to shoot those threes though because. To give connect some you know freedom like you're saying, so I, I don't know really what's going on in his life right now. Well, he might have a lot going on, man. So, might have a lot. Uh, and might have a lot of play. Hey, thank you, brother, for the call. Here's the deal with the pump fakes and all that stuff. The thing I love about the March tournament is that you play a bunch of teams don't know you, so you can get away with those things. Maybe that's something that comes back to him in March. Before I get Dave in here, who's up next, and Cinco on a Wednesday. My friends at Zen Sports New Sportsbook. In Tennessee, bringing sports betting to a whole new level. Literally, they've got boosted same-game parlays. Check this out. <clears throat> Sign up for Zen Sports. You'll automatically earn $1,000 no-danger first wager. I've been telling you about that. If your bet loses, you're reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to 1000 bucks. But now, Zen Sports is offering boosted same-game parlays for NBA and NHL. Every single day. Like my Flyers are in action. Ten bets each with a 10% boost. And you can bet every single one of them if you want to. And there's even more good news. Zen Sports is a -a one-of-a-kind VIP rewards program. Qualify and earn monthly comps at various sporting events, at various concerts, you name it. Plus, they'll even kick you some sportsbook bonuses as well. The VIP program by invite only. 
head over to Zen Sports and find out more information as they have it there. Zensports.com. Same day, daily, parlay boost. Go quick. Get going. Download the app at Zensports.com today. Zen Sports betting just got better. Gambling problem, 800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. No danger wager limited to plus 500 odds to qualify. Boosted odds are derived from equivalent parlay bets offered in Tennessee. 21 and over in our state to bet, and we get Dave in here, who's up next on a glorious Wednesday. Dave, hello. Hey, Tony. How you doing today? Brother, how you doing? I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the Phoenix. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going down to Clearwater to see the Phillies next week, and then Phoenix the next month. Well, uh, you you enjoy the time, and hopefully you're you're going to let some others take take the helm for you for a few days while you get some time off. I hope that I've been told to do that. Anyway. I've been told not to blog even when I'm down there. That would be great. That'd be great for you, and uh, uh, a welcome relief for your for your for, for your posse in there that I'm sure could. Could use a few few days at less of, of, of Tony as well, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, I don't know if you I saw you sent you something to email this morning. I don't know if you've seen the statistic for all the barnstormers out there who just get so wild up at, at when we when we don't play well against bad teams or lose on the road against good teams. The you know UConn's been a pretty good basketball team for about a decade. Would you agree? Couple I would national say. championships. I would say. Couple national championships. Yeah, yeah. They're 0 and 21 on the road against ranked teams in 10 years. 0 and 21 on the road. And, and, in, and in that league, which is, you know, which makes sense, in 10 years, they've played two ranked teams a year probably on the road. So they have two big road games every year and they lose them in their conference. Brian, so, you know what so I say no to that? A, you, know what, you, know, you know what the first thing I think, though? Oh, and 21 versus ranked teams in 10 years. Is that what you just said? Yes. Yet they still managed during that time to cut the nets down three times. Absolutely. How? What does that tell you? How? It's gross, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, and Tony, I'll, I'll, um, yeah, I'll comment on the, on the whole Vesco thing. I got a chance to see him at Georgia up close and personal. We were we were only sitting about ten feet from the bench when we played down there, and and that guy puts so much energy into the defensive side of the ball. I think so much more so than he ever used to, even last year. He was a good defender last year. I think he's putting so much energy into it this year. That guy, I thought he was going to have to have oxygen at that in that Georgia game coming off the court. He was he was so gassed and. You know, I look at it this way. I'm looking at it by groups of players. What are we getting from groups of players? You know, you know, Vesco, Triple J, and Ganey. You know, what are we getting from those guys? You know, if we can get 20 points a night from those guys as a group, you know, I, 20 to 25, that's good. You know, Awaka and Adu, 20 to 25 a night. 25, 20, 25 a night would be great. And then, and then where your guys are, where your scoring's coming from, Connect and, 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 uh, and ZZ. If you get 35 or 40 a night from those two, you take all that together, you're going to win. Who cares where the numbers come from? Everybody gets so, everybody's so focused on Triple J and, and CT. We've ridden those guys for years and it's gotten us to the Sweet 16 a few times. Let's ride two other guys. Let's ride, let's ride ZZ and Connect this year. 
and quit worrying about what these other guys are doing on a night-in, night-out basis as long as we're getting some point production from a group of people who cares what individuals are doing because it's different guys every night in this, on this team as, as your secondary top scorer, it seems like. I mean, we've been talking about connecting how great he was. Hey, a walkout scored him last night. You know? Ackworth, you happen to be the man. Much love appreciate to you. Guys. I appreciate your point. I love your passion. Sean Sinclair on the way out. If folks want to uh, see you, meet you, how do they do so? Tell them about it. S-E-A-N Sinclair, DBS. Well, thanks, Tony, for having me. Uh, we're out here in Maryville, as uh, the great John Bryce said, uh, right down the street from Blunt Memorial Hospital. And um want to take a second to uh, just, um, if you don't mind, just to say a, say a word about uh, the community all over here that rallied behind the, the two officers out here in Blount County that um, uh, that caught themselves in a difficult situation. And the response uh, from the people around the area has just been so heartwarming. And I'm very proud uh, to live here. I'm not a Tennessean. Uh, as I like to say, uh, Tennessee has changed me, and I've chosen to have my, my daughters be Tennessean. So I, I wanted to say that, and I appreciate the opportunity to do so. Thank you, Sean. Much love to you, and uh, prayers up to the family of both officers affected. That's an unbelievably dangerous job those people have each and every day. I want to thank Brian Hartman for uh, work on the board today, Watson Brown, John Bryce. We are going to leave you. I appreciate you being there. Tomorrow we're back, God willing, doing our thing. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful, blessed rest of your day. And go Big Orange. Peace. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Minutes matter when you call 911 for a heart attack, and Murray Regional Health is ready to care for you. Utilizing the -the state-of-the-art cardiac cath lab at Murray Regional Medical Center, our team of expert cardiologists and experienced clinical professionals are equipped to investigate heart conditions quickly and perform life-saving interventional procedures. Go to murrayregional.com slash heart to learn more. And remember, always dial 911 when you or someone near you is experiencing heart attack symptoms. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. 
two on one. Driving, stepping through. Tough shot. Got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.